0: You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we're talking about the 1993 anime classic, Ninja Scroll. They're coming to get you, Barbara. We're on a mission from the oh, guy. that for a
1: dollar. Welcome to the party, pal. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration?
0: Man's got to know his limitations. And they mostly come at night. Mostly. What's but a smile on that face? I love the smell of my in the morning. It smells
1: like. Victory. This sort of thing has cropped up before, and it has always been due to human error.
0: Welcome to the podcast. I'm Brian. With me tonight, returning guest, Paul Williams. Paul, say hello. What's up, people? What's up? Tonight, we're going to be discussing uh, an anime film.
1: People that really like anime, they are definitely diehard fans of anime.
0: Yeah, there are, there are diehard fans, but anime is a little niche. Yeah, because some, some of them can be really,
1: really, really good. and Other ones are just over the top and ridiculous. So it kind of just depends on whatever you're into.
0: I wanted to start off by saying that not every single anime is a porn film. Let's just go ahead and, and get it out of the room right now, because I, I think that a lot of people think that, when they, when you say anime, when you say Japanese animation, they're like, "Oh man, that's just a bunch of cartoon boobies." That's all that stuff is, and there is some truth yeah. to that. Now there is Japanese anime porn. Yep,
1: yeah, hentai. Actually, I rented a I rented a bunch of Japanese anime videos from a local video store, and one of them was actually a hentai, and I had no clue. And yeah, next thing I know, there's a dude, and he's got like eight penises, and there's one chick, and everything just gets really
0: weird. You, did you say there were eight penises? You said there were eight penises. Eight, eight penises, yes. Maybe, maybe even more. Man, that's that's a little excessive.
1: And it was just weird. I don't think I watched the whole thing because it just kind of weirded me out, and I was just like, okay, well, I will go on to the next one.
0: So did you, did you yeah, tell these guys like, hey, you know your your video here? This is like this. This, this has eight eight penises and uh, this chick with said eight penises and
1: I just thought it was just a regular Japanese anime. You know, I mean, what? No, come on. You... Yeah, I mean, I, of course I knew that it was like totally different from Japanese anime. But you also got to keep in mind at this one time I hadn't seen. I think the only two other Japanese animators that I had seen prior to this with ninja scroll and akira i really didn't know that there was like a subgenre of, of anime that were basically porn flicks
0: okay yeah but that is just a subgenre there's action yep. animes there's sci-fi animes there's dramas there's comedies yes there's a little, there's some porn um you know these yes it exists okay uh, but get over it not not every single yeah. anime is is a porn film that being said yeah. In the movie that we're covering tonight, there is some nudity. <laughs>
1: yeah, there is some nudity, and there's a there's a almost rape scene.
0: I guess let's go ahead and do a spoiler warning right now. We will be spoiling the film. Yeah. So if you yeah. haven't seen the so, film, I would say watch the film first and then come back and listen to this.
1: Yeah, definitely treat yourself to the Minus Goal. It's it's definitely worth an hour and thirty three minutes of your time
0: yeah paul you're 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 more of an anime fanatic than I am I've just seen the real popular things the ones that everybody tells you to watch but I'm more of a casual fan
1: well the first anime I ever actually remember seeing was um was akira i just I just fell in love with it but you know my love for anime kind of even goes back you know because you and I are both kids of the eighties you know you had Voltron and sailor Moon and a few other shows that came on. Hey, was Speed um, Racer? That, was, that
0: a, was that an anime?
1: Yeah, Speed Racer was Japanese animated. Yeah. The second actual Japanese animated film that I saw was Ninja Scroll. And I remember watching it and, wow, this is amazing. This is everything that I want to see. You know, uh, between Akira, Ninja Scroll, and, and the Japanese animated TV programs that came on, I fell in love with it
0: yeah those are the two that I was exposed to first as well. I did it in reverse order actually uh I saw ninja scroll first, but i didn't man i did i didn't see those until they started coming out on d v d like I always knew of Akira, but i never i never saw it uh and then after I saw ninja scroll, I was like all right okay cool i i have i have got to see what the big deal is about Akira. I think that's the better of the two movies. I guess they're the two classics.
1: Yeah, they they definitely are classics. Uh, I went on to see movies like Vampire Hunter D, Ghost in the Shell, City of Demons.
0: Well, what about like um, some of the series? Like, what are the series that you get into? I mean,
1: of course, the classics like Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, Bleach, Death Note, One Piece. You know, there's a lot of them. Um, Hellsing, Hellsing is another really good one.
0: Yeah, I would really yeah, like uh, Full Metal. I think that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood I thought was really good. And I really liked the Death Note a lot, too. I thought that was great.
1: Samurai Champloo is another one that's that's really, really great. I think Samurai Champloo actually does kind of derive a lot of its inspiration or some of its inspiration from movies like Ninja Scroll.
0: Ninja Scroll was not that big of a hit over in Japan. Or it yeah. wasn't as big of a hit as it was outside of Japan, I should say.
1: Yeah, it, it was a pretty big hit here in the states.
0: It's the one everybody always tells you, like, "Oh, you don't like anime, dude? Check out Ninja Scroll."
1: That is definitely the truth. It does.
0: It does take a little truth. while to get used to. It, it's not. It like, def- it's not like an American cartoon at all. No. Nobody's ever seen an anime for. What would you recommend a first-time viewer watch?
1: Ninja Scroll. I'm just about guaranteeing if you watch Ninja Scroll you will find you will find your opinion on anime might be changed a little bit
0: I see first time viewers I would say either Ninja Scroll or Death Note and if you can't if you can't handle dark subject matter then Full Metal Alchemist Paul there's a lot of different ways to watch a, a foreign film here now did you watch this dubbed subtitled and like which version which format Um, I
1: watched the English subtitle version of the film
0: I watched the 10th anniversary DVD of it I was lazy I watched the dubbed I you know I'm not uh,
1: gonna read all that shit
0: you know if you're gonna watch the anime I wanna look at the pretty pictures okay alright so without further ado let's play the trailer and uh, get into it from director Yoshiaki Kawajiri and the studio behind Paprika and The Girl Who
1: Leapt Through Time. The anime masterpiece, available on Blu-ray for the very first time. Digitally remastered in full HD. No one can ever touch me. If you dare to, you're dead. Experience the mind-blowing action and exquisite animation like never before.
0: Ninja Scroll. That was the trailer for Ninja Scroll, the 1993 anime that was released here in the United States December 6th of 1996. Now, rewatching this film, I completely forgot how much violence is in this movie. There is so much blood in this movie, it is insane. And the the main character, uh what's what's this main character's guy's name? Jube. He's like the ninja snake pliskin. He's like super badass. Yeah. Do you know what that you know what that hat is that he wears? The little straw triangle hat? What you know what those are called?
1: No, not really. It's like it's like the hat Raiden wears in Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah, right. He you know, he just looks super awesome. He has like a confrontation in the very first scene. So you know he's a badass right away. In the first scene, dude, what is up with the the little man inside the wooden I don't know what it was. He was like in some kind of wooden dummy, and he had a gun. Yeah,
1: he, yeah, he was almost in like a, an, a like a puppet shell.
0: He has such well, he a was, complex that he was like, I need build me a wooden body. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of like getting
1: over on these townspeople, and the townspeople hired Yubei to take care of him and his group, and they paid him the rice. They gave him a rice ball.
0: The first fights, it's okay. Um, it's kind of cool. It's, it's over kind of quick. Yeah, very quick. Most of the plot in Ninja Scroll kind of really just revolves around getting characters to fight each other. Yeah. It's kind of in a video game kind of mentality with like, Oh, I got to get to this guy to get to this boss. And it's kind of like that game. um, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. It's kind of like shadow of Colossus, right? So you just keep getting like the next big boss and the next big boss and, that's kind of yeah. how Ninja Scroll plays out. So let's get into like a little basic uh, setup here. There's a uh, an infection in a town. There's some guys running in the wood, running on horseback in the woods. Some people see it. They're like, "Hey, what's up with that? What's the local clan that that sees them?"
1: Yeah, I think it's the Kag
0: Fucking long story short, the clan they send out these ninjas to go spy in this stuff.
1: There's like that plague that broke out in the other town.
0: Here's here's the highlight, really. Like, this is the first big, amazing action scene in the film. This wood scene, where these just ninjas in these woods, right? And that's so yeah. badass, seeing all these ninjas just fucking in these treetops. Yeah. That's a pretty Definitely cool, it's just a cool background. You have
1: this one girl, ninja, who manages to persuade her way into this group. These other ninjas that are... Gonna go to this town and figure out what's going on with the epidemic.
0: There's a part where this one guy just—he goes and checks on these dudes. He looks down and there's like all these dead bodies all over the ground. You start noticing these supernatural forces. Is it ever explained like why these guys have supernatural powers? What are these guys called? They're called the the Devils of Kimon. So what's their deal? I, you know, man, I really don't know. I mean, it really
1: doesn't. It really doesn't explain a lot of the background for them. They just kind of like they're there. You know, they're the bad guy, and yeah, they have some pretty badass powers. Like each one of them has their own individual powers.
0: The very first guy you see, his like powers, like it's like some kind of fishing line that he electrifies.
1: Yeah, it's it's some kind of wire. That he uses, he can control the power of electricity. Your Mori is the first, kind of the first devil you actually meet in the film.
0: Yeah, I was, in, I, I was just going to call him the electric villain guy.
1: Then, then you, then you get your first glimpse of Tessai, and and Tessai, Tessai kind of has a, a weird
0: power. Oh, okay, hold up, hold up, though, you don't get a glimpse of this guy, man. You don't get a glimpse of him. These guys are just chilling in a tree. They're just minding yeah. their own business. They're like, hey, we're ninjas. We're up here in a tree. We're chilling. We're hanging out. All of a sudden, this blade just comes out of nowhere and rips these dudes in half. Because when these guys get yeah, ripped in oh, half, oh. there is blood all over this frame.
1: We're not talking about their like normal just cut in half. We're talking about people being completely dismembered. Yeah, Disney <laughs> is not here. Yeah, by this giant ass double-edged sword that kind of weirdly works like a boomerang. It's not even shaped like a damn boomerang. How the hell does it come back to him? I mean, what does he have? Some kind of telepathic power that makes the damn thing come back to him? Either way,
0: it's cool as shit though. I don't know. I don't think he really cares though, because he's like made of rock, or he has some kind of rock armor that grows out of him. And of course, like the whole scene climaxes with this dude. The first time I saw the film, I thought he was going to be, like, an important character of some kind. No, I mean, he's not really even worth talking about. He's, like, in four scenes in the film. This guy gets his arms brutally ripped off, and then the rock guy takes his arms and just hangs them upside down and just starts pouring the blood into his mouth and drinking it. Oh, God. That's some fucked up shit, dude.
1: (laughs) Gero, go back and report to the Chamberlain! Well, you still can! The next character that we meet is, well, we've already met her in the film, but she kind of becomes more of a prevalent character, um, is Keguro.
0: Yeah, and this chick, she sees this guy get his arms ripped off right in front of her. Yeah,
1: and you can almost tell that she does have some kind of close relationship with the leader of the ninja crew that goes out. She's a poison
0: tester for the Shogun. Her skin's poison. Like if you touch yeah, her she, yeah. or get a kiss yeah. from her, you'll 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 die. She's like poison ivy. Yeah, yeah she's
1: flooded her body with so much poison that it's actually it's actually in her skin.
0: She has probably the most horrifying scene in the entire movie. the The rock guy. Oh my gosh he he rapes her. Well, he, he it's attempted rape. Yeah. Like yeah, the he, only reason he doesn't rape her is because he's interrupted. Yeah, by Jube, But it is really yeah. disturbing because this guy is so huge. Like when he yeah. he doesn't like kiss her. Yeah, he like puts half her face in his mouth. Yeah. And there's one shot. He like sucks up her whole boob and half her chest in his mouth. Yeah. And it is yeah. absolutely just disgusting. Like, you And know, then he like holds up well, her leg and he starts licking it. Oh, yeah. dude, that's so creepy. <gasps> Shut up,
1: and perhaps I'll let you live just a little bit longer. Don't let it cross your mind that I wouldn't mind raping a dead girl. Better. Good old Jubay, trying to find. Yeah, he's just trying to get out of the weather. He just found an empty house and he just wants to hang out
0: you know what's going to happen here. He comes in, they have a fight and then that's pretty much how the movie progresses from here on out. It's a weird thing with Jubei, like his character. He doesn't really actually defeat any of the villains on his own. For the no, most part, he always gets help or it's kind of accidental or somebody does it for him. Like two of the villains just die, not even by his hand. Just They, they start killing each other. You have a ninja movie, and it's like you have your big ninja hero here, and he really doesn't, I don't know, he really doesn't do a whole lot in terms you know, of killing I mean, characters off.
1: Well, just like, you know, the whole reason why he manages to defeat Kesai is because of Kagero, you know? And yeah, then, her
0: poison ends up, like, melting his shell or breaking his shell off.
1: Then you meet our third main character, character Dakuan, who is basically this really old ass dude who's a ninja. Who has all these fucking amazing abilities? He can kinda of camouflage himself into a tree. What is he like a chameleon? Yeah, yeah. It's almost like yeah, it's almost like he becomes a chameleon, yeah.
0: Okay, so is he is he a magic dude too? Is that what they're trying to imply with that? Or he's just like really fast he's- at putting on paint?
1: He's an awesome ass ninja, man. And that weird little staff that he has, it can extend like fucking Goku's power pole. He can also stretch his arms out like Mister Fantastic and shit. So he he's a very interesting character, but he's also a very manipulative character.
0: He sets like the the Escape from New York plan in motion. He gets Jubei to help him because he's some government spy. He
1: yeah, gets him to help him by dollar.
0: stabbing him with a, um, what is it, a throwing star that's got poison on it. So in order to get the antidote, he's got to help him out.
1: This weapon? A special poison was put onto the points of it. It won't kill you instantly, but it will surely in a day, and once it has begun, nothing can stop it. Unless you apply an antidote. I know of a method to do this. If you work for me, I will give you the antidote with a hundred pieces of gold when the job is completed.
0: A compelling bluff, old man. Oh. oh,
1: This is no bluff. Then you will give me the antidote immediately. Not till you work for me. If you kill me now, you will surely die as well. Now you need the antidote as well, old man. Oh boy, you're such a fool. Isn't the same dog that stabbed you? I threw that hellish thing away.
0: They ended up meeting with the, the chick from the beginning. Yeah, you got Jubei, you have Kagero, and you have Daka So our three main characters go on to defeat the eight demons, and they go through them one by one.
1: The, the main girl and
0: main guy, like
1: they they have this weird relationship where one saves one. The other one saves the other one, and each one of them feel like they're indebted to the other one. Until it gets to a point where Jubei is like, look, I'm not indebted to you, you're not indebted to me. You know, we're doing this because we're in this together.
0: The old man, the old government spy, he ends up telling the chick a good way to cure Jubei is by going and sleeping with him.
1: Her poison kind of counteracts his poison. You find out that there are issues between the devils of Kimo. And it's
0: almost like a weird love triangle going on. So the main bad guy is getting it on with his number two, who's a guy, all right? And he's also getting it on with this other girl that's also a member of the uh, eight devils. Then there's this other chick that likes the number two guy. Yep. But he he doesn't like her. Having a bisexual male... In a cartoon movie, I would I'd have to say that's like that's got to be pretty unprecedented. In like yeah, nineteen ninety three, that's that's, that's, that's yeah, pretty that's, rare. That's,
1: like I think that guy is actually gay. Like I think he's an actual homosexual. Whereas in, you know, Lord Gamma, he's more
0: bisexual. Was, th-
1: kind th- of he how- gave
0: her he gave her the reason why he didn't like her. It's because like she's like a failure when
1: she tells uh, him that Lord Gamma's sleeping with that other girl. He he kind of gets a little irate, man. He gets irate enough to kill, uh, Benicito, the Snake Lady.
0: I we totally skipped over like all the other villains and and <laughs> totally. all that. So there's this one lady. She's she has tattoos of snakes, and like the snakes come off, and she can control snakes.
1: We're not talking about like three or four snakes. We're talking about thousands of snakes. Like
0: you know the part where she has the
1: snake that comes out of vagina. You know.
0: Yeah. okay yeah that's one of those moments i laughed my ass off there is <laughs> that's just so
1: fucking weird <laughs>
0: she's she, she thinks she she thinks she's won and, and it's and somebody comes up behind her and, and with a knife <laughs> and she's like oh oh i gotta I, I give up a snake comes out of yeah it comes out of her vagina and bites the person holding her hostage it's just like what
1: yeah, it, like, literally coils down her leg. <laughs> and yeah, she like, she
0: gave birth to a snake. It's my snake, baby. I hope you like it.
1: She's going to use a
0: snake to bite a girl whose body is riddled with poison. Well, she didn't know that, though. So, uh, you know, that's the thing. But, yeah, and she's also got, like, some kind of shedding power where she can... You think you have yep. her, and she can actually shed out of her skin and run away like a snake. All of her powers are very much explained by the fact that she's like representative of an animal, and then one of the other guys, the there's a hornet guy. This is a smaller guy, but he actually has a hornet's nest in his back.
1: He always reminded me of the boss out of uh Metal Gear Solid Three, the one guy that controls the hornets. You know, it's like every time I play Metal Gear Solid Three, I think of I think of that dude, and then you have the. uh He's got some weird powers, man,
0: because he can... He's got this, like, claw. You know what, the shadow guy? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah there's this guy, and he can hide in shadows, and, he, yeah, he's got this... Kind of like a crossbow, only it fires, a, like, a bear claw on a chain. There's a weird part in the scene where he can, like, replicate himself? Yeah,
1: yeah, because that's when... Yeah, that one scene when he replicates himself and Jubay cuts his fucking leg
0: off. Oh, wait, and... And in the beginning, doesn't he, like, control, like, one of the infected girls to, like, help spread the news of the infection? Yeah, yeah he does. Yes. Yeah. See, like, his powers are not defined at all. Oh, well, one minute I have this, you know,
1: crossbow bear claw, and then I can Naruto myself into fucking multiple versions of me, and then I can hide in the shadows, and I can also control people. But, you yeah, man, his death is, like, really quick.
0: I watched this with my wife and we were laughing out loud. There's there's a scene where like he replicates himself and how like Jumbo like deals with that is like he throws his sword and I don't know how he knows which one to hit, but whatever. And he's up cutting his leg off and yeah. the guy doesn't scream or anything, he just he just hops away with one <laughs> leg, like, Oh shit, dude, you took a leg. Damn away super fast. Like I've never seen a one leg
1: motherfucker hobble away that fast. And I mean, when he dies, man, even, even when, when, when Jube kills him.
0: Oh, it's um, over so quick.
1: He does that weird thing with like, like inserts his fingers inside of the ninja girl. And then all of a sudden he he controls her.
0: This is yeah. some anime. This is, uh, <laughs> this is animated second base here. Yeah, he does. He oh no, wait, that's work. animated third base, right? Yeah, that's animated third base. I'm not a big baseball fan. What can I say? No,
1: that'd that'd be a third baser right there, buddy.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not only is it a third baser, it's unconsensual third base. It's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I'm getting my third (laughs) base rape on. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's what he's doing. (laughs) All these these characters, all these demon guys or devils or whatever they're called, their supernatural abilities are really, most of them are pretty creepy. The one that's not creepy is that um the swords, the swordsman the blind swordsman Which, yeah, they mean, had that awesome that forest scene battle that was really cool.
1: that battle was very, very short lived
0: yeah, but it was really it was really nicely done, man, like the way they animated the trees and oh, like you way, would see some of the leaves going through in you. yeah, I thought that was cool
1: and I thought it was really interesting how Jubei thought that if he cut the bamboo trees down. That he would distract the blind swordsman long enough for him to take him out.
0: Okay, so what what exactly happened here? So she comes and she tries to help him, and it's, they get into like a a three person sword battle, but her sword ends up getting stuck into a tree, and then yeah, because
1: she throws she throws the sword.
0: No, but I know. But does he does he forget that it's stuck in the tree? Is that what? Well I was under
1: the impression that you know due to the because he relies on his hearing and due to the fighting between himself and Jubay it distracted him and she was able to throw the sword at exact perfect spot in the tree long enough to block his his strike with the sword
0: Is that what happened she actually threw it
1: Yeah she threw it into the tree yeah
0: I, was, it's, I thought it was an accident. I thought she like backed it into the tree or something. Like it, somehow it no. was because I thought she got like pushed out of the way, and that's where her yeah, sword she, was, it, and she fell to the ground.
1: Yeah, she does get pushed out of the way, but she throws the sword after she gets pushed out of the way, and then it just so happens to hit the tree. And then, like I said, you know, he's going with a downward motion. You know, he hits her blade instead of the jubes. and. You leave them wide open and jubei just shanked the shit out of his ass
0: I think we, I think we covered everybody except for with the explosive chick yeah do you it's know her actually, name
1: her name was Zakuro.
0: like um, she could she could make gunpowder fly is that what, I mean, yeah. what was she doing was it just blowing in the wind and she was releasing it how was she I mean, getting I, it to go to where she wanted it to go that's a
1: damn good question began to find it I mean, because I mean, it's all, I mean,
0: did, it's did, kind of did, a cool did, scene because she takes one of the characters that we see earlier that I thought was dead, like the guy that got his arms ripped off, and she oh, yeah, puts she, something she in him because he's all yeah, sewed did, up and everything. So like something gets put yeah. in him, and then the gunpowder gets released. Yeah, she turns
1: his ass into a human
0: bomb, basically. I don't know. She she does have these capsules on her.
1: Yeah, well, I think the capsules are like you know, kind of like flints. You know, the capsules are what kind of causes the, you know, the actual ignition to the gunpowder.
0: Like, when she dies, though, don't they put her in some kind of flammable liquid? But they don't, don't they, they light it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, So it can't be some um, kind of flint spark, because otherwise they wouldn't have to light it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because
1: old man Dr. is is in this ship now. There's one thing that we do, I feel like we do need to explain. This group, the Devils of Kimon, are working for this organization called the Shogun of the Dark. They basically want to overthrow the Tokugawa regime in Japan. Basically take over the country and throw the whole entire country into war.
0: We get that in like the Bond villain moment where this guy's just like, yes. I was watching the dub version, so it's like, I'm going to get this gold and I'm going to buy a whole bunch of weapons in Spain. Yep. And we'll raise an army. It's just yep. like, man, this guy he is totally to Bond villain monologuing.
1: In other words, he wanted to just go out and
0: buy a whole bunch of fucking guns from Spain. And oh yeah, overthrow. well that's, that's what he that's what he that's what he wants to do. But then mm-hmm. uh, Gamma there, yeah, he's got different ideas. You know, instead of overthrowing the
1: the government, he just wants to take the whole country of Japan over and become the shogun
0: himself. He wants to go from a Sean Connery Bond villain to a Roger Moore Bond villain. Yeah. It almost kind of seems like he's going for world domination. But I think he just yeah. said I think he just says he's going for Japan. But Jube and Gamma's past have actually crossed. Well, yeah. Well hold up. He's he's one of the crazy um he's one of the crazy I keep wanting to call him crazy eights. He's one of the eight devils.
1: The leader of the eight devils. Yeah,
0: so He's got like uh, his superpower is uh he's immortal and apparently he can um shapeshift. <laughs> I guess like yeah, what else would you call it? Or he's got an organic Mission Impossible mask. They don't explain how this guy is immortal at all. Yeah, all you know is that he did get um, his head cut off though. The main character yeah, did that in he- the past. Yeah,
1: basically you find out that there's a little bit of backstory between Jubei and Lord Gamma. Uh, There was some gold that ended up missing, but Jubei pretty much got blamed for stealing it, or Gamma had some kind of authority and wanted anybody involved with it or anybody that had knowledge of it basically taken care of. He sends one of Jubei's friends to actually kill him and Jube kills his own friend. Well, you know, and that pisses the dude off. So, you know, Jube just lies and waits for Gamba to come by and just cuts his head off.
0: And this is done in a flashback that is literally about half the time it took Paul to explain that. <laughs> yeah, like they don't yeah. spend much time on this at all. Like it is literally like four or five shots and yeah, when well, you have the.
1: Yeah, you have the conversation between Jubei and the other ninja. And then you have Jubei popping up out of the snow. And that's done in one
0: shot. Yeah. And he just decapitates him. When he shows up in the film again, he he does have the scar. It's so 80s, man. We got to talk about Rambo moment in here. Like, my wife and I were (laughs) cracking up. Gamma ends up, he kills the main chick. And that's all fine. He gets off, he's loading the gold into the ship. I don't know what she has. It's like this pendant thing. It looks so much like whatever that's that same green pendant that Sylvester Stallone had in Rambo: First Blood Part Two, because it, it's even green in the middle, but it's got like some red band, and he oh, he puts it around his head, and I was just like, "Oh my god, that's Rambo!"
1: When she gets stabbed, man, fucking Jubeiro is absolute egg shit. Oh
0: yeah, he kills that's like a hundred people.
1: Bodies thrown all through this town, you know, where you is just slicing just people up.
0: That's actually probably, like, one of the, the more tame moments in the in, entire film. Yeah. Uh, because, like, he, they could be showing, like, all this violence, and they do for, like, the first part of it, but then after that, they they're just, they're just going around showing, like, dead bodies that are, like, lying in really f- awkward positions all through the town. And you can hear the fighting going on off in the distance, and it's just, you know, it's just like, hey, look, here's the street. Yeah, this guy's dead. That guy over there, he's also dead. That guy off the roof, he's dead. They're all done. It's like an ex- exploitation film in a lot of ways. Yeah. There's there's a scene we didn't even, we didn't really mention, but it's it's one of these, like, you know, we were talking, like, all anime is not porn, but there's this really weird scene where the main character chick is going to report to the head of her clan that oh, yeah. that these yeah. guys, all this bad thing. She's going to tell him everything that happened, all these people died. And, like, the Lord is just sitting there, like, balls deep, having some passionate lovemaking. And he's just, I mean, it's some vocal stuff. And then she tells yeah. him something he doesn't like, and he stops for a second. He thinks about it. And he's like, oh, I got an answer. And he just keeps going right on, doing his business while he's talking to her.
1: You go do some more reconnaissance while I finish getting this piece of ass. <laughs> like we gotta
0: we should play some of that audio cause it's absolutely hilarious sir
1: what is it now
0: Koga team member Kagero there's trouble
1: what's happened
0: the 20 ninja led by Hanzo tried to infiltrate Shimoda village a
1: while ago but they were completely annihilated sir is this true all of them who killed them Someone very strong and skillful. That is all I can say. Hmm. It proved useless after all, then. Uh, uh. So you are the only survivor? Uh, uh. Yes. We can't send our men to the village without knowing who this killer is and what he's up to.
0: Uh. Go back and find out. That's the
1: first thing to do.
0: You can tell this movie is marketed for teenage boys. There's Yes, there's a lot of naked cartoon boobies and cartoon buttockses, and uh, there's a lot of violence in it yeah i mean i was yeah. actually shocked usually when you see things from the 90s or the 80s you look back on it and you're like man that's not really so bad watch this and i was kind of like wow i didn't realize how bad this was it
1: really even has elements of drama in it
0: as well um oh dude it's got very little elements of drama man pretty little. It's very little. I mean, dude, the, the but, story in this movie is thin, bro. This is I mean, real I, thin. Well, I was talking about when, when Kagero dies. That, that That is kind of sad, dude. You know? Dude, I was but laughing, man. I was laughing because he goes into Rambo right after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have that Rambo <laughs> then, scene right after. It's like, I can't take that seriously, you know? <laughs> he kills all those guys. And then, you know, you have the big fight. Between the big bad and the big hero, it takes place on a ship that's on fire. So I mean, it's cool. I mean, like I thought, all the, the fi- ship- all the fire <laughs> animation I thought looked really cool. Yeah, but that that
1: final scene between uh, Lord Gamma and Jubei, it's it's really interesting because Jubei does take quite a bit of a beating, but man, like. I mean, he fucking cuts this dude's arm off. You know, Gamma just like, oh, well, you can't hurt me. I'm, you know, I can just regenerate. i just put my arm right back on.
0: Whatever, dude. This guy goes into straight-up Wolverine mode. Like, he gets his arm cut off, and he's like, oh, he just grabs it, and he's like, oh, let me put that back on. And it's like he just twists it for a second, and then he's like, oh, okay, I'm good. But that's not even as bad as, like, toward the end of the fight, Gets, he gets the sword impaled in him, and he gets split in half.
1: Yeah, this is after he has one of the wooden planks from the ship, you know, basically impaled completely through him.
0: And um, they actually start him to show him, him come back from that. I mean, And, yeah. and Jubei does get his, I mean, he does get his ass kicked. He's in pretty bad shape here. Like he's he's already I mean, got one hand broken. He's like one arm swording it. It's it's a cool fight, dude.
1: The one fight in the entire movie that Jubei actually handles by himself.
0: Oh no, he doesn't. So he splits the dude in half, and then because the ship's on fire, the gold that yeah. was in the ship that they're stealing melts. So and Jubay melt just—oh, no, <laughs> no, if you watch it, Jubei just gets out of the way, and the gold gets gets bad, dude. What's his name? Gamma. He doesn't. He still at the end of the movie does not
1: defeat the the bad guy by himself. Yeah, he it just jumps out of the way. He's perfect. like, "Oh, thank
0: God for liquid gold."
1: Yeah, damn! I didn't think gold could melt back that easily, that
0: quick. <laughs> well, I yeah, I don't know, but I mean, whatever. It's a cartoon. Who gives a fuck about?
1: It, yeah, it, it works for the anime. Then you have him. You know, it's like it's like almost it's almost that fucking like car movie moment where it's like, "Oh, okay, the bad guy's dead." And then he comes back for one last stare. where you have Gamma. He's like covered in fucking gold, and he still has this fucking gigantic plank to completely impaled through, and and he's completely covered in gold. And he just grabs Jube by the leg, and Jimmy's like, "Fuck you, dude!
0: I'm
1: gonna <laughs> so cut your arm off."
0: That's exactly what he does. He's like, "Yeah, okay, well, I'll just, I'll just cut your, I'll just cut your arm off. Now I'm gonna send you to a watery grave, where you'll spend the rest of your." immortal life. Goodbye. Uh, the dude goes down to a watery grave. I'm sure somebody's going to come along in the sequel, and uh, it'll be like Megatron in, uh, which one was that? Transformers 2? Yeah. That's what they're going to do. They'll just, they'll go down there and Megatron revive him, and it'll be good. And, and,
1: and by the time this goes down, Jubei will be as old as Wan,
0: the old ass, the old-ass ninja. It's going to be the beginning of Chucky 3, right? <laughs> Right, you know the Chucky three, where like it's at the end of that doll factory, and they, it's just he's just like Chucky's yeah. like a big old blob of yuck and plastic, and they take yeah. the plastic and they make a new doll from it.
1: Yeah, that's what's like gonna happen. Exactly. They're gonna be like,
0: oh, look at this gold statue. Well, let's let's just melt this gold and make some gold jewelry out of it. They're gonna melt him down. and He's gonna be like, ah, yeah, and
1: then he's Dang. gonna turn into the T
0: one thousand and murder everybody. Oh man, this is yeah, getting whooping everybody's ass. Hey, dude, okay, look, we got to get in touch with somebody. We got sequel ideas here. Yeah. Oh, I guess uh, Jube gets his kiss at the end from the chick, and all the poison funny. gets lifted off. So basically, you find out
1: that all this dude, dakuan has been doing this old-ass Tokugawa spy. All he's been doing the whole time is just manipulating the hell out of everybody.
0: Well, yeah. he manipulates everybody, but, you know, at the end of the day... He, he <laughs> manipulates
1: everybody for a good reason.
0: Well, no, I mean, no, he didn't manipulate everybody for a good reason. Like, you know, he's he's trying to steal that gold brick, and um, Jubay ends up cutting the the gold brick out of his pocket. So, yeah, he didn't didn't get to uh, bask in his glory either. So, you know, hey. Yeah, so, I mean, that's Ninja Scroll. Uh, That's going to wrap up our discussion here. Um, Let's do, you know, let's do some final thoughts. Great movie. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. If you haven't seen it, check it out. I think you'll like it. Don't watch it if you're inf- uh, offended by cartoon boobies, cartoon blood. It is, it is graphic. It kind of is a little tasteless, but yeah, a little bit. you know, I I'm okay with that. I kind of like that, you know. I, I'm okay, I'm okay with tasteless. You know, as long as it's got a little bit of taste in the style department, I'm good. Got good animation. It still looks good to this day. Um, I wish we had better transfers. Um, I haven't seen the Blu-ray yet, of course, so that's not really fair of me to criticize. But the DVD, the anniversary the DVD kind of, it, it, yeah, it could use some work.
1: The HD Blu-ray transfer, um, it looks amazing. Seeing it for the first time, I would think it would have been more of a modern anime. Um, that's how good the transfer is, in my yeah,
0: opinion. Yeah, dude, but that Blu-ray is f- upwards of $40 on Amazon. That's just a little steep for my, yeah, that's, my taste, that's personally. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah for the, for this movie, I mean, I mean, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's not it's not a bad film at all. I mean, it's good. It's not it, this is not a movie that I, I watch like once every year, once every two years, you know.
1: This Blu-ray was around the twenty
0: dollars price tag. It,
1: it it would definitely be worth it. it. I think the Blu-ray is a little overpriced.
0: Yeah, that's that's an understatement. Um, but no, it's uh, it's a good movie. You did you watch the TV series of Ninja Scroll?
1: I I saw some of it. And what I saw see, I actually I actually thought was pretty good.
0: I I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched four episodes, so I'm not going to even comment cuz it's not it's totally unfair of me. So you no, know,
1: I I didn't I haven't seen the whole series. But you know what as a matter of fact, I think with this discussion, I think I'm actually going to sit down and I'm going to actually sit down and watch the entire series. And actually actually I don't know how true this is, so please no one quote me on this, but there are trailers on YouTube for Ninja Scroll Part 2. Yeah, dude, that's fake. I didn't know if there was some fan fiction thing or whatever. Yeah,
0: it probably is. No, I'm on the IMDb page right here. It's not even in in production yet, so... Okay. No, there's no way they have a trailer.
1: I mean, if if they do ever make a second Ninja Scroll, you know, uh, I would definitely sit down and watch it. As for anybody out there who's, who hasn't seen any anime, just give it a try. and you know, We might actually fall in love with it.
0: All right, so that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Um, my name is Brian Elkins. Uh, with me tonight again, Paul. Paul, thank you for coming on the show, man.
1: Yeah, man, thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, I really enjoyed doing the uh, Evil Dead episode with you, and I hope you people out there enjoy it as well, and I hope just to be back on the show again pretty soon.
0: Again, you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew at gmail.com. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E. Our voicemail line is 323-539-8661. Call, leave us a voicemail. We also figured out finally how to put things in the show notes. So we will start putting links and things like that. Um, Things we talk about in the show. Uh, If we say we're going to put it in the show notes, we will actually put them in the show notes now. Yay, progress is being made here. I'm not a web guy, all right? I'm a video editor. So web shit just infuriates and it just makes me really mad. And and I have it on good authority that uh, Mr. Jeremy Benson will be back on our next show. I believe we'll be doing a Wes Craven... A tribute show because, unfortunately, um, Wes Craven is no longer with us. He passed away just this last Sunday, which I still haven't gotten over the fact that I'm no longer getting any more Wes Craven flicks in my life. It's it's going to be sad. It's It's a real sad time. But we're not going to be sad on the show. We are going to celebrate this man's life and everything that he did for cinema. So without further ado, we're closing out the show tonight... With a song from the Ninja Scroll soundtrack by Karu Wada. This is track two, titled Jubei. Enjoy!